The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. But tomorrow marks one year, one year since the first case of COVID was found in Alberta. We know that since then, that businesses, that charities and organizations have been working hard to adapt to the changes. We've heard the word pivot a lot over the past year. One of the secondary effects of the pandemic, and there have been many of those, uh, but one of them is... Uh, a rise in domestic violence incidents and 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 we know that organizations like the YWC of Edmonton those who help those fleeing violence continue to try to meet the needs of clients now one of the gaps it found was access to services like counseling for their clients but we have some good news this afternoon on that front we're joined by Catherine o'neill the ceo of the ywca of edmonton and ashley Lim, the director of counseling services and youth leadership programs at the y ashley also a registered psychologist Catherine, ashley welcome to the show thank you for having us Catherine, I want to start with you this afternoon. Um, we've we've talked over the past uh, number of months about uh, the challenges that organizations that deal with um, uh, those fleeing domestic violence have have uh, been dealing with over the past a number of months. We've talked about the numbers. Can you give us an idea, just kind of the latest on on those numbers and and what you've seen over the past year? Well, thanks for having us today, Jalen. It's really important uh, to talk about this because often domestic violence, it's, you know, in our we know it's in our community, but often it's not talked about. And so shining a bright light on this issue is really important um, so that we can help uh, women and families facing this. So, you know, in the last year, we were very concerned as soon as these lockdown measures started that you know, this that we'd see an increase, we'd see because of financial stress and families, all those things. And we, the uh, EPS is reporting an uh, increase of about 17% in reported cases of domestic violence. And so, you know, that's terrible news. And, you know, I'm very concerned that, you know, once this pandemic is over, that we might see the numbers even climb more as, as our community kind of digs out from the pandemic so it's been a very difficult time and we just need desperately need these services to help women and their families escape these cycle the cycle of violence so with some of with some of the challenges that um i mean we, we we've talked about a number we, we the number the numbers alone are staggering you know that increase is um is is just a scary scary number you know how how difficult has it been um, for for the YWCA of Edmonton to keep moving forward and keep uh, helping given the circumstances of, you know, the lockdowns, isolation, not being able to meet face-to-face. I mean, and how have you adapted to that? Well, right away we moved all of our counseling services to either phone or um, the internet. And, and that, that happened very quickly. And I have to thank Ashley and her team for moving so quickly um, but, you know, that's, not everybody has access to internet. Uh, it's, that's a challenge in itself. And um, so it's just really staying on top of, of client, making sure that we're reaching out to clients, making sure if they need help, um, assisting families where we can. We've also 
Um, we were working with a shelter, Nisa Homes in Edmonton, to offer counseling services right at a, at, within a women's shelter remotely for now. Um, and then this new support group that's up and running as of this month, this weekly support group, so that women who are escaping domestic violence can come together and be able to, you know, being able to just receive counseling services on a weekly basis. So important that we can provide these services even during the, the pandemic. Yeah, without a doubt, Catherine. Ashley, tell me about uh, about um, this 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 uh, counseling service opportunity. Tell us about Towards Healing. What is it? How is it going to work? So Towards Healing will be a weekly drop-in group to support women impacted by domestic violence. And this group really came into being as a reflection of the reduced access to services that this pandemic has created. And we wanted to make sure that we can provide an open door to clients who really need that help. And so our intention with this group is that it's going to run year long. Um, clients will not have to wait in order to access this service. They can come in and go as they need to, but they'll always know that there is an open door for support at the Y. So we we know that the city of Edmonton has uh, has helped with uh, funding this through a grant. What would be the cost to to the clients? So right now, the, the, this is a pay-by-donation group. Um, we will never turn a client that is unable to pay. And all proceeds generated from this group get turned right back into the group. So if there are special events or activities that the group wants to participate in, all those funds will be used directly towards those activities. You know, pay what you can, Ashley. That is uh, that is a fantastic news. And, and, and that's really, um, that, that really has to lift a weight off some of the clients coming through the doors there because given everything else that they're dealing with but trying to figure out how to pay for much needed counseling service this is just um it's really another tool on the way to healing isn't it Absolutely. The intent of this group was to reduce as many barriers as possible and that, you know, finances, especially in light of the pandemic and all the financial uncertainty, that simply could not be another barrier that um, we uh, had to, could create. So this group is to reduce those barriers to service. Man, this is really, really good news, Catherine and Ashley. And I want to ask you, I mean, we know it's not one-on-one counseling. It is a group session. Um, you know, w- when you're looking at, at a group session, how would that different than, how would that be different from one-on-one? Because, I mean, one person's story is very different from the next person's story. So what will you be focusing on um, that that would be a benefit to all of the clients at the same time? One of my experiences of having run uh, different groups for uh, um, survivors of domestic violence over the years is that despite their differences in the stories, there's that shame, that same common thread that they all experience and they can learn off of one another. And one of the things that's really great about what we're doing here is that um, after we uh, do an intake with the participants, we'll be able to kind of direct them to either individual or group counseling or support them through both types of services so we can really provide that wraparound support to them. But the idea of the group is that we want to help these women create a network 
of support and not just through time limited groups we want them to be able to create these networks so that they can continue building and growing them and deepening them through the course of their healing journey i'm not sure um which one of you would like to answer this question, Catherine or Ashley? But I'm, I'm wondering about, you know, confidentiality. I mean, some of those things that would be talked about or shared, I mean, might be, as I said, they're pretty, pretty, pretty difficult, pretty challenging. I mean, is there concern on that front at all? Oh, absolutely. There are always concerns when you're operating a group around the uh, limits of confidentiality and the type of confidentiality that you try to establish within the group. But whenever you run a group, it's always best practice to establish um, a basic group understanding that this is a group made for the members and that anything you know shared in this group needs to stay confidential within this group and that in order to create that sense of safety you know yeah. that has to be a, a key concept that we will establish in our group yeah without a doubt Catherine um, when's the plan for this to to get up and running and 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 um, you know gosh I wish I, I, I I've said this every time we've had an interview I wish we didn't have to do these things I'm sure I'm glad that that they're there and that that, that this is being put in place but so when do we think that uh, that um, some clients are going to be able to access this well, the work is already underway Jalen awesome. so we're already doing intake and I know that you know Ashley and her team have been hard at work just just building out the program and again you mentioned the city of Edmonton this would have been possible without the financial support from the city and being able to be so nimble and so quick to kind of address these gaps you know during the pandemic has been really heartening to see because um, you know sometimes things don't move very fast when we're you know in in day-to-day pre-pandemic so being able to do this so quickly has been really heartening and you're like you said none of us want you know I look forward to the day that we don't have to talk about this but I think programs like this and I know Ashley could to address this are going to go a long way into really truly breaking the cycle of violence and really helping women get on the path to recovery so it's so exciting to see it happening and happening this month. Yeah, we talk about that breaking the cycle, Ashley. I mean, you know, what kind of when it comes to breaking the cycle, what kind of tools do you do you give um, your clients to to try to do that? One of the key things that we try to address and support our clients through is defining their situation as, you know, domestic violence. And that's often as a result that, you know, the violence has become normalized in their lives and when we see them they define it as unhealthy or you know um, having relationship difficulties but as we sit and we get to know them and we hear their stories we see layer upon layer of abuse actually happening and you know helping the client you know understand what the red flags are like what how is this defined as you know a domestic violence situation and then helping them kind of create those safety plans and how they may you know possibly choose to leave um, and working with them on just basic a lot of the basic psychoeducation around what is domestic violence. Uh, Catherine, before I, I let you both go, um, I'm curious to know just, um, or, you know, financially we know that the City of Edmonton stepped up to, to help with this, but I'm guessing, you know, the fundraising initiatives that uh, normally the, 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 the YWCA of Edmonton undertakes uh, in a year uh, have, you know, some of those have been put on hold. We know that money is tight at, at different levels of government. Uh, going into that last provincial budget, just uh, what a 
couple of weeks ago, last week, a week ago today, actually. Um, you know, I, I, I'm guessing that there was maybe some concern about how uh, organizations like the YWCA might fare. Um, in your opinion, how how are things right now and, and moving forward in the next year? You know, we're, we feel really blessed. We're in a very strong financial position. You know, we've um, but I look ahead and down the road and, you know, Alberta beyond the pandemic was already facing an economic downturn. So we know that there's some very challenging times that lay ahead. And so we're doing as much as we can to make sure that we're out in the community telling our story, showing folks why it's so important to help fund us. So if there are people listening and really, you know, want to support the YWCA Edmonton, head to our website and, and donate. It's, it's, I'm so proud to lead this organization. We've been here since 1907. We've always stepped up, particularly during these huge events in our community like world wars and pandemics. And and it, it's, the work is incredible, and it's, it really is doing um, great things in our community to build healthier, safer places for women and families. So um, I'm, I'm optimistic, but, you know, you know, Jalen, just as much as I do, it's a challenging time, and we really have to make sure that we're always showing the community value of the YWCA and why we're so important to just the, the health and well-being of this community. Catherine O'Neill, the CEO of the YWCA of Edmonton, and Ashley Lim, the Director of Counseling Services and Youth Leadership Programs, want to thank you both for joining me this afternoon. Uh, continued success, well, you know, uh, as you move into this success with this program, and thank you for the work that you do in our community, the very important work that you and your team do in this community. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.